0: It feels really nice to have a lot of friends, but having a couple of really fulfilling friendships or relationships can mean 10 times more than having a bunch of friends that don't really mean anything.
1: Welcome friends. You're listening to I Thought We Were Just Getting Coffee, hosted by Astrid Cabello and Aliyah Sexton. I Thought We Were Just
0: Getting Coffee is a passion project that stems from our friendship throughout university. Graduates of 2020, we aim to live out our young adult lives with mindfulness, optimism, and the freedom to
1: be our most authentic selves. We hope to spark deeper conversations about everything and anything. Using our own experiences, the stories of others, and relevant topics, our intention is to generate a better understanding of the world around us.
0: Media, societal norms, health and wellness, relationships, education, culture and travel, you name it, we'll cover it. A true lifestyle podcast, we value your opinion. Thanks for stopping by. Let's do this.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome to a new episode of I Thought We Were Just Getting Coffee. Today, I'm doing an episode without Aaliyah. She is very busy celebrating her 23rd birthday right now, which is very fun. But I am joined with my friend Jacqueline. Jacqueline, would you like to introduce yourself, say hello to the people?
0: (laughs) I would love to. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. um yes. hi i'm jacqueline i'm <laughs> Streed's best friend <laughs> i'm so excited to be on your podcast today i feel so honored to be a celebrity guest on your podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i feel so honored that the jacqueline lazar is going to be on our podcast today this is very exciting jacqueline and yeah. i have been friends how long have we been friends for
0: 15 years? I, yeah, I counted it yesterday with Asher because I was talking <gasps> about this podcast. And I was like, what should I talk about other than the things that you had written up? And I was counting on my fingers because that's the only way I know how to count. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it's been 15 years, which
1: is nuts. Wow, that is so crazy. And today, Jack and I are going to be talking about Friendship. So, all about what it means to be friends, the toughest part about being friends, the good, the bad, the ugly, just friendship in general, which we could definitely go on a tangent and Jacqueline and I can talk. So, I'm just excited for us to go off all over the place about this topic.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's get chaotic. Let's just see what happens.
1: <laughs> let's go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the best way to start is to say how we met, and I kind of want you to do the honors of how you remember us
0: meeting. You know what's so funny is today, this morning, (laughs) I told you last week about that one video that helps you remember your past lives, and as a part of the exercise that you do, the guy asks you to remember a childhood memory, and the memory that I remembered was the first time that we met. So, I moved to oh Ohio gosh. in third grade, and in our school, you were, like, given a buddy that was your friend, because you yes. didn't have any coming in, and so there's mm-hmm. this one girl that was my buddy, and that day, I was so mad, because she wouldn't let me play Foursquare with her, and I was like, wow, this person, I thought you were my friend, I guess you weren't, so I was standing there by myself, waiting to play Foursquare in the street, and I don't know. Do we say names? Can I say Catherine? (laughs) Or should we say another girl?
1: Let's say Catherine. Okay. No, let's say Catherine because we won't say last names. We'll just say this girl named Catherine. I wonder if she would ever listen to this podcast. I feel like no. Should we send it to her?
0: (laughs) We we shouted you out on this. (laughs) Yes. So Estreed (laughs) and Catherine walked over and I'm pretty sure it was Catherine was like, hey, do you want to go play with us or do you want to hang out with us? I was like, yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. ditch this girl, meaning the girl that was supposed to be my buddy, <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. The way
1: I remember, it, it wasn't the first day you were there, though. It was a few weeks, right? No. no that wasn't really the first no, day. No, no.
0: It was cold outside. I remember it being like a cloudy, cold fall day. We were like outside, we had coats on, and um...
1: I think I had a vest. I was a big fan of vests <laughs> back in the day yeah
0: never again never again um but I remember that same day I think you know this but I went home with my buddy that was like my buddy I was assigned to and she was so mad at me she like didn't talk to me she's like I can't believe you would leave me to go hang out with other people and I was like excuse me they treated me way better than you ever did so not sorry
1: so did you move to our elementary halfway through the school year it wasn't
0: No, I moved in the beginning of the school year, but me and you didn't become Uh friends till more like halfway between. This is in third grade. Did I mention that? Gotcha. Yes, yes. Third
1: grade. Oh my goodness. I feel like I could be making this up in my memory. I just remember that for whatever reason, Jacqueline had style. Like she would be in the halls just commanding the hallways with her style. Like she put together an outfit. She would have jewelry, she would have multiple layers, she would always have the new hot trends, (laughs) and I would wear, I would wear a Land's End vest, some hand-me-down jeans, and I don't even know. That was probably it. That was the extent of the outfit. Probably some, some Skechers. I probably wore Skechers. I don't even know.
0: I just remember you and Catherine being like little angels, and I was like, yes, finally, I could hang out with people and like have Break fun away. finally i'm happy
1: <laughs> so what was your first impression
0: well okay so my first impression of you was what's I'm
1: my mute <laughs>
0: <laughs> well okay so stream was super shy for yeah i wouldn't i would say probably till like fifth grade and then in sixth grade <laughs> be, like 10th 10? <laughs> no, I think in junior oh high, God. when we went to 7th grade, you started getting involved mm-hmm. in a lot more things, like you went, well, no, that was in 8th grade. I was going to say, you did, what was it called? Not drama. Well, you did choir, actually. You did Singer choir. Clap? Theater club, I, I was track. belting it
1: out. I was seeing my heart out. I was doing the solos. I remember. You oh said my God, track I or you... cross country. Cross country. Okay, same difference. I did the hurdles. <laughs> um, I play sports.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually played hockey. No, you didn't. <laughs> but um, I, I remember, yeah, in seventh grade, you started really getting involved in stuff. And you came a lot more out of your shell. Power of the pen power of the pen oh my god (laughs) that was what did it for me (laughs) wait were you in that with me i I don't
1: think i was good good for you because that was that was really just a moment just imagine like 30 middle schoolers emotions running high giving a prompt (laughs) to these middle schoolers telling them to write out their feelings and then share it with everyone it's just a recipe for disaster and a lot of angst but I digress, yeah. continue, sorry.
0: So, first memory of Astrid was that she was really shy, she was super quiet, um, but the thing is, like, Catherine was much more the person who was talking and making conversation, mm-hmm. but she was a person who was calling all the shots behind the scene, you know what I mean? Like, she didn't really say a whole lot, but when she did that... say something, Are you... it meant something.
1: <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I don't. I That's so funny. I was in when I first moved there, and I think for a good couple of years before, like you start going through puberty, I was super outgoing. And she was really shy, so mm-hmm. it was just like perfect. I was like, great, I'll just have somebody I can just have do whatever I want. If I dress them up, if I'm like, hey, let's have a spa night, like yep. she was just down to yep. do anything. So that was perfect for me. Yeah.
1: Jacqueline would send me emails, so we, you know, email was big in the day, Gchat was huge. Jacqueline would send me emails being like, Friday sleepover itinerary, and she would start (laughs) off with a paragraph. She would say, Dear Street, I know you've had a tough week, but come ready to go to Jacqueline's spa. And then she would list off all of these things that we were going to do And then at the end, they'd be like, and then we'll play Barbies for an hour.
0: (laughs) I don't know where that comes from. I really do love planning things and, like, organizing things. But I Mm -hmm. had just really unchecked behavior. Like, I just really was, (laughs) like, I actually am going to tell her exactly what we're doing minute by minute. No detours from the itinerary.
1: (laughs) Well, this is actually when The Click was a really big book series, if anybody read The Click. Oh, my God. And Jacqueline was... Jacqueline was actually more Alicia. Was it Alicia? 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 Yeah. I don't know how you want to say that name. She was Alicia, right? And who was I? I was no one. I was like the dog, the pet dog or something. True? I-, I was Claire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, what was the other character? Uh, there was Massey. Massey,
1: Kristen.
0: Kristen. Yeah,
1: Kristen. And Dylan. Dylan. I'm not, I don't want to be Dylan.
0: Who I think I wanted to as? be
1: Alicia and I wanted you to be Massey, but you were more the elite. You wanted to be Alicia, also.
0: I, for some reason, I remember you being Alicia or Elise, whatever. Yeah. Oh, and oh man, you
1: were Massey? That's, and I, Massey, yeah. I have an email. I'm going to put this on our Instagram because it's so funny. I have an email from Jacqueline to my Yahoo account that literally says, for the rest of this email, pretend I'm Massey Block. And it just goes on about all my flaws. <laughs> it literally Wait, starts what? to go. She's like, <laughs> you're like, I know what you're insecure
0: about. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, I had an it's like email. So- where I was like, these are all of your things that you're insecure about. <laughs>
1: but it's like being helpful you're like I'm going to help you solve this (laughs) (laughs) I have to tell this story I have to tell this story it's so funny my favorite Jacqueline story that I just thought of is we would play What Not to Wear so if any of you guys have seen that TLC show fantastic show (laughs) and Jacqueline and I would play it and my sister or her sister so either Anis or Gabrielle would play with us also and we would steal Jacqueline's older sister Alex's clothes (laughs) so we'd steal all of Alex's clothes Because Jacqueline's clothes didn't fit me. So we had to use ours. Okay,
0: for clarification, I was wearing a size 10 children's clothes in like seventh grade.
1: I'm literally going to pee my pants. Okay, so there was this one night that we played What Not to Wear at my house, and Jacqueline went through all my closet. Obviously, she told me what to get rid of. Just classic the show. And then at the end, she put together multiple outfits with my sister, and then I had to try them on, and then I was going to wear them the next week at school, Monday through Friday. So all the outfits were pretty normal, definitely a little bit outside of what I would normally wear. I remember Jacqueline had me wearing, like, a white button-down dress shirt with, like, a sweater over it. (laughs) But that wasn't the worst one. The worst one was is because there was so few clothes to pick from my closet. Jacqueline had to be really hands on, really DIY, and she made a turtleneck, a skirt, and I wore that turtleneck. Wait, what? Just, how does that even work? Do you remember this? I literally put the turtleneck like I elongated the neck, and I used that around my waist i folded it over twice i think it was like pretty big it was more of a cowl neck than a tight turtleneck okay and it was blue sparkly and then with the sleeves because i had long sleeves i tied it like a bow that's what you did and then this is the worst part i wore long red argyle argyle socks please tell me you remember this
0: (laughs) oh over the knee Oh my god, I don't remember, do you remember this. There has to be some picture because I remember taking pictures of these outfits and being like, in case you forget, here's the picture.
1: In case you forget what true fashion and glamour looks like, that is what it is.
0: <laughs> the thing is, is Estreed and I would do this all the time. Well, no, I would do this to Estreed all the time. I'd be yeah. like, okay, so I'm planning your outfits for the week. Like, don't embarrass me when you come to school on something else. Like, you're wearing this. I was so what's the right word in love (laughs) I was so like in love yeah I just knew a street was meant for greatness and I was like we are doing this now we're gonna plan out what our um, future company is gonna be together we're gonna plan out our outfits we're gonna make mood boards I was not playing around yes in 4th grade. Can you
1: please tell a story about AJ's Boutique and Sarah Jessica Parker? I need that
0: story. <laughs> okay, so I don't remember exactly when we decided that we wanted to own a clothing store. <laughs> but <I> mean, <laughs> the two most fashionable girls in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, you should really trust our advice. I mean, turtleneck for skirt. I call that high fashion. <laughs> but Yeah. But okay, so we <laughs> we thought Okay, it's time. We're ten years old. We should have our own business. Yeah. So a stream... it's time to make millions. Come on. Yeah, it's time to start racking in the big bucks instead of playing around small mm-hmm. like we've been doing. So we were like okay, best thing that we're good at, um, fashion. Really good
1: at that. Obviously. So designing clothing.
0: <laughs> Street and I were like, okay, well, we're gonna name it AJ's Couture for Street and Jacqueline, and then Couture to make Mm -hmm. it believable. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we Street had a sewing machine at her house, and I like Mm -hmm. somewhat taught myself how to hand sew, but we weren't making like (laughs) good garments. They were like tissue paper (laughs) sewed together, (laughs) and but we scraps. Make, like, napkins and be like, this is a tube top. <laughs> but, um, so we started sketching outfits, and then we would mm-hmm. share them with each other and be like, this is what I designed. And we tried to sew a couple yep. things. And I remember going to Hobby Lobby with my mom and, like, buying fabric so that I could make stuff. And, um... Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I was so confident when I went up to, like, the sales clerk there and be like, yeah, so I'm buying fabric for my clothing company, so you got to give me the best of the best.
1: <laughs> that sales clerk was like, I don't get paid enough for this. She's like,
0: you <laughs> like, you're so weird. So we started doing that, and for my fourth grade birthday present, I decided that I wanted to go to... <laughs> <laughs> I, like, really loved Sex and the City and Sarah Jessica Parker. And she was coming to our mall that was in our town to promote the release of her new perfume. And so we bought tickets so that I could go meet her. And, like, you you got perfume and you waited in line and then you would go up and she would sign something for you. And so in preparation Mm -hmm. for meeting Sarah Jessica Parker, I was like, this is a great business opportunity. (laughs) To get our name out there. Yeah, I was like, "This is going to launch AJ's Couture." (laughs) So on the map. (laughs) So, I bought some like leopard fabric from Hobby Lobby, and I sewed together this little clutch loincloth. I don't even know what a (laughs) clutch. two pieces of fabric (laughs) it was two pieces of fabric there was nothing beautiful about it and then I bought sequins and I glued them onto the bag and I like wrapped it all up I went I skipped school that day so that I could go to this perfume launch (laughs) and then I like went up there and I gave her her present and I was like yeah I made this for you like and I wrote I had a letter that I wrote saying my best friend and I are starting (laughs) are starting starting a clothing company so if you would like to mention us (laughs) and then i like left my email (laughs) i was like if you want to just like wear this on the red carpet but i left like this whole thing like i know you're gonna be wanting to wear this so like if you don't mind just letting me know if you decide to do that (laughs) if you want to you know send any royalties a
1: necklace please tell me you remember that you hot glued a necklace as the chain so you took like i want to say it was like a best friend it was like half of a best friend's necklace from claire's and you hot glued it as the chain because i remember you came to school that day you skipped school but you left early and i remember you came and you showed me and you were like ashreen this is the piece I'm giving her. This is what I'm
0: doing for us. <laughs> this is how I'm making sacrifices for a business. So anyways, I'm pretty sure she, Sarah Jessica Parker probably just threw, gave that to her sister and they threw it away. But it was so funny. Also, I got a gift bag for attending the launch and it had this mm. one shirt that Had it was like said Sex in the City on it, and I would wear it to school. I wore it to sleepovers at a street's house, Mm -hmm. and I was like, This is so chic! This is so cool. But like, I'm in fourth grade wearing a Sex in the City t shirt. (laughs) It was so funny. Also, that day, there was nobody remotely my age, it was all middle aged women who were sitting in line with me. And I was just like, of course I'm here. I am meant to be here. Like, I'm not meant to be at school with people my age. (laughs) I'm meant to be at this there Jessica Parker launch.
1: Oh my gosh. That's just the funniest thing. There are so many iconic Jacqueline moments. Like, if Jacqueline was a celebrity, that would be, like, there could be a timeline that Vogue could do, a spread about the most iconic Jacqueline fashion moments from when she was younger. Like, the Sex and the City t-shirt, I even remember. You would wear that. You would do the French tuck in the skinny jeans. You were, like, the mm-hmm. first person also to wear skinny jeans. Let's just establish that. You were, like, the trendsetter. I just remember yes. this, okay? I remember. I,
0: I, I would think... would wear wedges. Just <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh go <laughs> Like kids are wearing Crocs and Converse and like me and my Nike New Balance sneakers from three years. And Jacqueline would roll up in her new wedges and she'd say a street. These are from Nordstrom. Have you <laughs> been there before? Do you know what that? No, 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 It would be the annual trip that Jacqueline would go to Chicago. Actually, you would go more than once to Chicago. But when you go to Chicago, you'd always say, I got this from Saks." From Saks Fifth <laughs> Avenue, or I got this, this amazing
0: vintage shop. And I was like, what's a vintage shop? <laughs> oh, I remember that outfit you are talking about, with the wedges. I, that's actually one of the outfits yes. that I can't believe my mother let me out of the house wearing that. I wore dark, like black skinny jeans, satin wedges, yep. a silk cami, yep. and a real fur yes. shawl. Or like a little vest thing. Yeah. And I showed up to school and I was like. she rolled
1: up to school in that.
0: (laughs) And this was in sixth grade. This was not like. I'm in high school. It's like no. I was in sixth grade walking around in like three inch heels. (laughs) So anyways. I had a lot of really memorable. We'll say that. Memorable fashion moments. Yeah.
1: My favorite of all time. We'll digress. We'll move on from the fashion, the, from Jacqueline fashion moments, best in fashion. Um, but my favorite was when Jacqueline came to school in a all cheetah outfit. So she, Jacqueline, was the first girl to have Uggs. Like I'm not kidding. She was the first girl to have Uggs, and everybody after that just followed suit. Because the thing about, sorry, my voice is cracking. Um, Getting emotional. Jacqueline had three older. <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting emotional i'm crying she had three older sisters and then her mom who like obviously is older than her too and they were all so fashionable and so chic and like her sister worked at abercrombie and just so so cool like the epitome of cool and jaclyn had uggs i remember she got pink <laughs> ones which was just like oh my gosh iconic and um she wore pink uggs but then she had all cheetah so she had a cheetah hat it was a cheetah fur hat or was it leopard i think it was leopard i think it was was a leopard hat (laughs) yep she had leopard a huge leopard coat that must have been for a oh you know a a woman it was probably Mm -hmm. for somebody who was maybe in their 20s so it was not supposed to be all the way to the floor but it was (laughs) and then she had on black leather gloves with little fur at the end (laughs) And I just remember, (laughs) I don't know what she had on under that, but like the jacket could not fit in her locker. (laughs) I I just remember (laughs) you put on the back of your chair and you walked into sixth, no, fifth grade, Mrs. Brooke, fifth grade. And I remember, I won't say his name, but I remember this one student was like, You look really
0: warm. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, and I remember thinking, that is the best compliment you could have given me. That was not a compliment. That was oh, yeah. just, he... like, him politely saying, what the F are you wearing?
1: No, <laughs> a... no, 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 no. He was in awe. And also, do you remember? That was my crush. That was my crush at the time. So mm-hmm. when he told Jacqueline that she looked warm, I was thinking to myself, oh my goodness. And this was still in fifth grade when I was so, so, so shy, like, miserably shy, and I remember thinking, Jacqueline owns the school. She rules this kingdom. She is. I, I rule.
0: Oh my god! No, I definitely didn't. I definitely thought I did, but no, I definitely didn't. You know what's funny is thinking. <laughs> we were delusional. No, I would. This that was the story I was just gonna say is. Street and I were really in to the Click, which was this, like young adult mm-hmm. or, like young child. I don't know what you call it. Book series. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, we were the hottest <clears throat> shit to walk around our school. And we, we at were. lunchtime, we had oh, gosh. two.
1: This is so embarrassing.
0: We had, we had <laughs> two other girls that sat at our table. And then my, like, crazy inflated ego self was like, oh, well, we have minimal <laughs> people at our lunch table because, like, we're untouchable nobody can come close to what we are but really we were just weird we were so weird
1: that's honestly my favorite thing is that I remember looking at the tables you know how they'd be so crowded and everybody would be pulling up a seat and it'd be like who can get to the the popular lunch table first and we would look over there we'd see who was sitting there and then we'd be like yep just us at our table as always (laughs) And I remember us being like, who should stay at the table?
0: <laughs> yeah, we were delegated who was allowed to sit with us. It made no sense. And we had code names for everybody. We talked so much BS about everybody. We gossiped. Oh Everyone gosh. was below us. We, we were just like, we don't belong here. We belong in Paris with real people and real culture, mm-hmm. not in this lunchroom. room." Mm-hmm.
1: real culture (laughs) oh my goodness this is so funny literally i could talk about these stories forever because there's just so many funny funny stories good times good times good times we've talked like about ourselves (laughs) so much but we'll get into some like some questions that i want to pry pry open your mind and see what you think about these things because i would say that jacqueline has a lot of authority when it comes to what it means to be a good friend obviously from my own experience and because we've had a 15 year friendship which honestly has not had that many bumps mm-hmm. i can only think of one like really actual big fight that we had and not it wasn't even like a big fight it was just more of like a disagreement and we'll get into that but um Because we've been friends for so long, I think it's important first to define what does friendship mean to us and what does our friendship mean so that we make it clear like the type of friends that we are since being friends can be so different to so many people. So in your words, like what is friendship? What is our friendship? What is friendship in other areas of your life with other
0: people? With the street, I had this epiphany a couple weeks ago where I personally like I can be a very insecure person I can compare myself super easily to people and it's definitely a spiral that I could take myself down pretty easily and so it could be easy for somebody to look at a street and be like wow, she has all these great things going. She has a podcast. She's going to be working for a really cool company in New York. She's like in Utah for the summer exploring cool places. And honestly, I would say with like a lot of people, I would probably be, I would feel insecure about myself wishing that I had those things. But because Street and I have had such a strong friendship, there it's she's one of the very few people that I truly have unconditional love for like I never feel jealous or insecure around her by any of her accomplishments or any of the things that she does because of how strong our friendship is and I don't know why that was an epiphany that I had like it wasn't anything that was truly shocking it was something I always knew along but I realized how much how how much of a true friendship we really have where we just root for each other Mm and want the best for each other and never to think ill about the other person. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I think it's interesting because it obviously did not start that way. We were seven when we became friends. Sorry. My voice is cracking. I'm going to like start crying. Um, But (laughs) there's definitely like, (laughs) there's, there's definitely a lot of growth that has happened over the past 15 years. And I think... That's sometimes hard because, and we've talked about this so many times, I compare a lot of my younger friendships to our friendship. And almost in a way, sometimes I find myself being like, I don't need that person because I know what good friendship feels like. And I have found that in Jacqueline, but we built that so over so much time and so much experience together. And definitely, I think that, I don't know, what's your opinion on this? I think that there is a part of friendship relationships in general, where you are meant to be together. Like there is some chemistry that just works you two click and that's undescribable, you can't explain it. But then there's also commitment and that's in everything. Like, sorry, I don't know why I'm like, so can't speak. Um, But then there's also commitment where Jacqueline and I chose to be friends and chose continually to be friends even when like we didn't have as much in common as like we weren't playing barbies anymore you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i find that really interesting how do we like choose to be friends with people versus the chemistry that we have with people and how does that arise and
0: yeah i don't know like that's really tricky to me well anything in life really comes down to a choice that you're making of course you want mm-hmm. on some level for there to be chemistry and for it to be easy and natural for you to be around each other and I think us growing up and having spent so much of our lives together that can never be replaced by any friendship and how great it is just like the time that you spend with somebody Mm -hmm. but it definitely is a choice to choose to remain in a friendship and to choose to continue to love somebody and sometimes it's not easy and sometimes it is easy but it's so rewarding when it's the right person mm-hmm. and then what you get out of it. I totally agree. I I want to bring this up because
1: I think, I think, Jacqueline, we talked about this. Jacqueline and I talk literally so much that I can never remember what I've said and what I haven't. But I looked up some things on friendship for this episode and I thought that this kind of explained it really well. And I wanted to talk about Jacqueline and I's friendship in this realm. So not to be like, let's talk about Aristotle, but... We're going to talk about Aristotle now. Aristotle has a lot of really interesting thoughts on friendship and he talks about friendship as a kind of love and I think already that's really interesting because friendship is no matter what you do it's tied into into love and then if you go into romantic relationships those are also friendships I would hope and those are kind of intertwined. But Aristotle talks about how there are three types of friendships. He makes it really simple. There's only three. The first is a friendship based on utility, which means it's for a reason. So I think when Jack and I first became friends, there was a reason. You know, we both had similar interests where we wanted to play Barbies. We wanted to talk about the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. We had classes together. We were in Mr. McCune's third grade classroom, and we just wanted to sit next to each other. And I think also another reason was I wanted to get some of Jacqueline's confidence, and I wanted the way that Jacqueline was so sure of herself. I wanted to absorb that from her. Like, I wanted to get that from her. I was like, come on, Jacqueline, teach me how. And then I did. I let Jacqueline be my teacher in so many ways. Um... The second is friendships of pleasure, which basically is someone who you pass time with. Like you want to go shopping, you want to eat dinner, you want to go to the bars. It's just happy. It's fun. And then um, the last one is friendships of the good, which basically means two people who are striving to be good. People are striving for truth or to be better, to help the world in some way. And basically, they ask nothing of the other person other than the same thing, that they're looking for truth, that they're trying to be a good person, and that they're trying to live a virtuous life. And that's kind of like how I think Jacqueline and I's friendship has evolved. Like we started off, I think there was a lot of utility, especially like for me, I know I didn't want to be alone, and I was so shy. And Jacqueline would talk to me where I didn't have to like make so much effort, like she would just ask me all these questions and be like, let's read your diary. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) let's do this thing together. And I'd be so into it. And then we kind of evolved into, you know, having a lot of fun. Um, And then I think, I think in high school is when we kind of started going through a lot more together. My parents got a divorce. I think both of us went through really big changes and then continued to be friends, to support each other and kind of make sense of the world and, be less lonely so i don't know do you agree with that thoughts it was something i wanted to bring up
0: yeah so i think at the beginning of our friendship we definitely when you're a child hopefully for the most part you don't have to think that much about difficult things and you're kind of just doing things that feel good and make you happy and you don't think so what's the right word cynically about the world the world And Mm -hmm. as you get older, you start to realize the world is not so black and white and it's a little bit more gray and people change, relationships change, the environment that you're in changes. And it could be very easy for people to grow apart when they start changing. And for a long time, I don't think Ashley and I changed at all in a similar way But instead of changing and then, like, growing apart and our friendship not continuing on, it was just, it was, at least for me, it was almost just, like, a a natural instinct to be, like, okay, well, like, she's my best friend, so I'm just gonna make, you know, Mm -hmm. this work and support her and do what it means to be a good friend to somebody. Um, But we always have had a really great foundation in our friendship, And I think we complement each other really well. So it was easy to move Mm -hmm. through those changes together because it wasn't like one of us turned evil and the other one was like trying to make it work. Like we were still good people, but you start to go go through things when you're in adolescence. And now looking at our friendship, I think we've both just grown so much and we are so much more independent that we can handle like big changes and it doesn't become something that might be an issue in our friendship.
1: Mm -hmm. I told this to Jacqueline yesterday because we were FaceTiming and I got news from my job and they were kind of making some changes. And I said, Jacqueline, I got to go. I got to run. But before I did, I said, I think that Jacqueline has literally been there in the moments of like all the big changes in my life, good and bad. When I got into college, when I chose where I was going to college, when I had my first boyfriend, when I got my license, when I graduated high school, graduated college, moved to Utah, moved houses, when she moved houses, like just so many things that we've been through together. Now it doesn't matter. Like the changes don't even matter. It's just, they're going to happen. I think we're both aware of that. And we have this commitment to the friendship that I think would be pretty hard to shake. I just can't imagine my life now without Jacqueline after going through so much together.
0: And that's on having a manipulative relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on...
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's
0: I'm no, so no, bad I'm not... at
1: like being hip.
0: <laughs> I'm so bad at being hip. Never say that again. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know how to do that. <laughs> I'm looking at the list of questions that you have, and I think oh, yes. talking about times in which our friendship has been difficult when we've been growing mm-hmm. apart instead of growing together, I remember I think it was going into sophomore year or junior year. I can't remember, but I remember that summer, oh it was junior year, yeah, that summer. I don't know Mm -hmm. why but I had just really grown apart from a street and I was just like I don't know if I want to continue a friendship with her like I think I want to make new friends Mm -hmm. and then that year I started hanging out with like different people and we weren't hanging out that much. I just remember that being so weird and hanging out with those people was so uncomfortable. It was just like why am I doing this? It was so weird. Mm -hmm. And then that same year, I started dating my now boyfriend Asher. And that was my first serious relationship that I had been in. I think, honestly, my first relationship that I had been in. And I, mm-hmm. all I wanted to do was spend like all of my time with him. And I remember just that time being really difficult, I think more for you than it was for me, because I was like, well, I'm have a boyfriend now. So like, I'm just gonna hang out with him all the time. And you should understand. Yeah, like, I didn't know how to put those boundaries up. Mm -hmm. Well, both
1: of us had never had a boyfriend, a real boyfriend before that, and I didn't understand at all. And I remember you explained it really well where there was already kind of this distance and I couldn't really put my finger on it. I really didn't know why. We, for the first time, we're starting to have barely any classes together. And I, I feel like you were working more and I was... I was playing soccer. That was like something I did. I still think I was going to Chinese school. Um, And I also, I had different values. We had, we started to have different things that we wanted to do. I think I, I think I, I just was, um, I don't know. I had a really weird, I had my values kind of messed up. And I definitely think that I carried that into college. I'm not saying I did terrible things or anything like that, but I started to feel this pressure that I hadn't done what I wanted to do in high school, and that I wasn't making the right memories, and that I was weird because I had never had a boyfriend, I'd never been kissed, and my parents were getting a divorce, and that was really weighing on me, and I think I just, I really needed my best friend, and that was when we started to grow apart, and instead of explaining how I felt, I think we both kind of did like that weird... Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. But I definitely resorted to going with other friends and then talking bad about that, about Jacqueline, about that friend. So I got really close with other people and tried to kind of band-aid up the fact that I miss my friend. And then I would be like, what's Jacqueline doing? Why does she care about Asher? They're never going to work out. Like, <laughs> oh my God. she. <laughs> and then here we are. It's 2020. Like, what is it? Five years later? Six years later? It was really ugly for me because I... Felt really bad because it was this friend that I had poured so much time and love into And then I kind of hated myself for talking bad about you and not Going to you and every time that we would have like a heart-to-heart because we would we would have heart-to-hearts I wouldn't say everything I was feeling and I would totally hold back and For a little bit after that talk. I think oh my gosh, i'm done talking bad about jacqueline. We're going to be friends again And then we would just grow apart. What did you think from your perspective? What was going through your brain? How did we resolve it? Do you remember? I remember like a tipping point. But I don't know if you remember the same one I do or not.
0: Well, I feel like, you know, I have the worst memory. I genuinely do. I really am so bad at remembering things. Um, But I, in in terms of the tipping point, to be honest, I don't know. I don't, I know we had so many conversations where we were trying to like mend Mm -hmm. things. But unfortunately, I think when you, talking it out doesn't always solve things. You can talk something out with somebody Mm -hmm. and you'll still walk away feeling the same way. And until you finish feeling that way, there's no amount of talking that's going to fix it. And one of the big things I think was investing more time back into because I really had spent and was spending so much time with Asher. Like I was all the time hanging out with him. And then I remember just I would get upset when I would see you hanging out with other people. I'd be like, oh my God, like a street looks like she's having so much fun. And like, even though I'm doing, I'm making this decision to not hang out with her, it made me sad to see you almost like move on to different people. And mm-hmm. What was the tipping point that you remember?
1: Okay, I could be incorrect. I think it was junior prom. That's what I think it was. It was junior prom and you and Asher weren't going. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you and Asher weren't official yet, but I just remember that it really made me mad that you weren't going to prom with me. And I was letting it go by saying, I'm done with Jacqueline. Like I'm, we're just done being friends and we'll never be friends like the way that we used to be when we were younger. And... I remember I sent you a video telling you and just getting it out and saying, like, this is how I feel. I'm I'm uh, I've done this multiple times now where sometimes when I have a conversation with someone, I just can't get everything out because I'm very long winded. <laughs> so it's better for me to just say it all. Listen back, make sure it sounds the right way and then say, OK, here's this video. You digest it and let me know what you think. And I remember. You either sent me a video back or then we started FaceTiming and we talked it out. And for the first time, that's when I felt like both of us were at this point where we were like, I don't want to not be friends, but our lives are really different. And we finally came to this place where we were like, okay, there's a middle ground. We still want to be friends. It's just that we don't want to do the same things and that's okay.
0: Is that what you remember? Yeah. And I actually do remember that. And I remember it being, I remember in that conversation thinking, if we don't come to some conclusion, then like we won't be friends anymore. Like there's no way that we can get through this. Um, but I, thinking back in that situation, now Asher and I have a much healthier relationship, and it's great and it's wonderful. But back then, it was so unhealthy, and I was so unhealthily. Is that a word? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was I'm so healthily? sure Unhealthily. I don't actually know if that's worth. <laughs> I was so <laughs> attached to him, and I didn't know like what a healthy relationship looked like. Street and I had... Our parents had gone through a divorce around the same time, and my parents in particular did not have a happy marriage. So when I had my first boyfriend, I was just like, okay, I have to commit everything. I have to try and fix all these persons' yeah. problems. I have to spend all my time with them. And... Looking back now, it's honestly incredible that you were you were so supportive as much as you could have been and willing to work through it because I was so annoying. I was just like everything's about my boyfriend. That's all I care about, and <sighs> it was it was such a weird time though. It was so weird because you and I had never been that distant from each other and not been able to fix it or at least talk about it and in all of our years of being friends so working through that was really hard it was like i think the biggest test of our friendship that we've ever had to this
1: day still and then correct me if i'm wrong but just to give some sort of resolution to the whole situation i think then the end of junior year through senior year i got my first boyfriend and jacqueline was like to explain this in my memory that's very bad as well. Jacqueline was not involved in it, but she is very much the person that I would call first. Like, I remember driving in my little Prius. I had just dropped my friends off at this party and I was going to go to my ex-boyfriend now, but my b- high school boyfriend, but who wasn't my boyfriend yet, who's just this guy. I was going to his house and I remember <laughs> calling you in the Prius and saying, Jacqueline, I'm on my way. What do I do? And you're like, just be cool. Like it's totally fine. Like it's no big. J- do you remember that? I remember calling yeah. you, and I am not. I don't know which Chris Brown song it was, but there was a Chris <laughs> Brown song that was really popular at the time, and I was listening to it. And I was trying to put myself up, be like, I'm fine. Then you really helped me a lot through my first relationship. We started having more in common because we both had boyfriends. I, you know, went and started dating this guy, and. We never double dated or anything like that, but we both could just relate on the fact that we had boyfriends and were very into them. And then I went to college, and even though we were far away, I would still come home a lot. We would still see each other, and you just kind of became, again, like my rock. You were always a person that I could call, call, count on, talk to, and we just did a much better job of communicating and like making time for each other. Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything else? Like any other bumps? I I don't think.
0: No, not any bumps that were between us, but something that I think is interesting in our friendship is when we first became friends, as we had mentioned, like she was really shy. She was much more introverted. And I had this like raging confidence and a huge ego and as we started going through adolescence and through puberty, things gradually shifted. And I started to becoming way mm. more insecure about myself. And I didn't know who I was. And Ashreed started becoming much more secure in herself. And I think that even still plays out very much now. Where like I am much more of an insecure person than I think you are. And how... I think that comes out in our friendship is like I used to always talk about like wanting to do all these amazing things and become this like CEO of a company and like I still want to do those things but instead of being like what I was in fifth grade which was just I'm going to make it happen I'm going to rule the world now it's so hard for me to count on myself as the person who can get it done where I feel like you have grown so much more into yourself and have been able to then achieve a lot. Yeah, I'm really
1: glad you brought that up because I I want to I want you to come back on the podcast and for us to do a whole episode about insecurities because I think that's something both of us have dealt have dealt with but on a really hands-on approach. So, we'll save that talk for another episode, but to kind of talk about this point a little bit in terms of the way that our friendship dynamic change, it is one of the most stark changes in my life that i have ever experienced firsthand of a person who has developed and for myself but then also jacqueline and what's interesting to me is that i absorbed all of this stuff from jacqueline all this amazing amazing stuff like i am the person i am because of my friendship with jacqueline like us together is just there is an energy there that i think it starts with this initial chemistry and then has grown because of the commitment to each other but in a, in, a, in a weird in a weird sequence of events, Jacqueline changed a lot too. And I kind of want to say changed more like me in the beginning of our friendship. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing there that we have to call out is both of us went through a lot, I think, more than maybe some kids should go through when they're younger, things that were totally out of our control. And we went through these things and they affected us really differently. And it's so interesting to see how we both have came out, like how how we are right now. But I think there's still a lot of change that is happening. Jacqueline and I have always kind of had like these dreams together. They include one another, but in different ways as we've grown up. First with AJ's Couture, but then now with I mean, I'm like, when is she getting married? Like, when are the babies coming? (laughs) Like, you know, just certain things like that. It's just changed so much. And we've also changed. I don't know. I know I went on a tangent there, but I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of being friends with someone for so long is that you can see somebody grow through lots of different experiences in life. And who knows? Who knows where they'll
0: end up? Sorry, I went on a total tangent no, that was beautiful well well said um I just it, this sounds so what's the right word <laughs> this sounds so I just I, I can't imagine a not being in my life in the future like when I think of my future and I think of the people that are going to be in it it i can't even I can't even imagine a not being a part of it like that would just be so mm-hmm. strange and that day that we met in third grade, the stars aligned, worlds collided. Yeah. and yeah. But, no, but it really, because I don't think the type of friendship that we have is something that happens very often. I don't think I will have another friendship like this. Honestly, I don't mm-hmm. know with like anybody else for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think I've I've let that go. That's something like I have learned to let that go. The um, pressure I've put on certain friendships to be like the one I have with Jacqueline, because number mm-hmm. one, they don't have the time. Jacqueline will forever have an advantage for anybody I ever meet with time. Um, but the one thing I love is that when I meet certain people who have qualities like Jacqueline, I immediately am like, <gasps> That reminded me of Jacqueline. Like the way that they are as friends <laughs> to me, um, I just think, oh my gosh, this could be somebody like another Jacqueline for me. Um, But yeah, that is that is a lot of pressure to put on friendships. When you know what good friendship is, then you start to be way more selective with the types of friends you let into your life. Mm-hmm. I want to ask this question. What is, because we've had 15 years, what is the toughest part about being a good friend in your opinion?
0: The toughest part... I think the toughest part about being a good friend is remaining non-judgmental. And there are many other difficulties, like you have to be able and be willing to invest lots of time and to be able to properly love that person back like the way they want to be loved back, but – and this, this depends really on people's personalities – but your friend is going to probably do things that you might not agree with. They're going to make mistakes or they're going to take on challenges that you might question. Um, but unconditionally loving someone doesn't mean that you don't look out for them and you don't speak to them when you feel like they're doing something that is wrong, but remaining non judgmental to having to just go through life and make mistakes. One of the best qualities about street is that she is so good at being open-minded towards others and trying to figure out, okay, so I would never do this or I might not necessarily agree with this, but why would this person be motivated to make this decision for themselves? And in a friendship, nobody wants to be controlled, nobody wants to be made to feel bad about something that they did. So I think it's really important to respect that person and who they are and let them live their life the way they want and to look out for the best for them but not to try and control them.
1: I definitely agree. I think on the flip side of that I will say something that Jacqueline does extremely well where I can be open-minded I think to a fault because I have had some dicey relationships that I think Jacqueline if you sat down with her would tell you I knew from the start that wasn't a good friendship or I knew from the start like I didn't really get what a street was doing there but I could see like she she was trying to figure it out but Jacqueline has in my opinion a really good sense about people where I think all it takes is Jacqueline to meet you one time and she can get a feel for you and then she can communicate that really well to me. Jacqueline does a really good job of of being open-minded, but also being protected, like making sure that your values are aligning. And I used to think previous in previous friendships that you had to just let people be who they are and you're just there to support them. But Jacqueline has taught me that you also have to support yourself and to support yourself is to surround yourself with people who are good for you. And I have not done that in the past and jahan has been really helpful and has been a really good friend in that way to not tell me what to do but to call out things and bring things to my attention that sometimes my blind spots miss and that's a quality now that I look for in a lot of friendships like the ability to tell me things that maybe I need to hear but don't even know myself um right yeah, so there's your There's your (laughs) compliments. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It's so hard to call out friends when they do something that you don't agree with. I mean, there's a difference between just being judgmental towards somebody. And I think if you're really overly being judgmental, it's usually a reflection of you not feeling good about yourself. Versus just being like, hey, I'm your friend and this doesn't seem right. But it takes a lot of strength to like call out your friends on things mm-hmm. and be like, this isn't right. Or this is maybe what you're doing is bad or the, something that you decided isn't good or the people that are around you. So as it's easy just to kind of call out strangers and be like, oh, that's bad. What they're doing is bad. But to call out your friends takes a lot of strength, but also feeling secure enough in your relationship that like, this person isn't going to be like, oh, well we can't be friends because you don't agree with this or because you said this to me. But that's a really hard lesson to learn and especially if you're the type of person, like I would say I am, who is very much so a people pleaser, that can be really difficult to try and implement into your life because you don't wanna hurt people, you don't want people to not like you, especially your friends. Because that makes you feel a lot more whole and secure. But in a healthy relationship, you should be able to do that.
1: Yes. I think the best thing to do, since we've been talking for a while, is to um, ask you some rapid-fire questions and just hear your, you know, few sentences on a few questions, have you provide some insights. Okay. and? I will shut up for once in my life and I will let you kind of take over the reins and that's how we'll end this episode because we have so many things that I still wanted to talk about, but you will come on for many more episodes, I'm sure. Um, One of the first questions, and this is a good segue from the conversation we were having before, is what do you think is maybe like some advice or some tips, the first thing that you should do when you want to communicate to a friend that you are unhappy with them and the friendship and how things are going?
0: Um, Something that I find really helpful is to first reflect and truly reflect about how you feel because the worst thing you can do is speak out of anger and then you say things you don't mean so giving yourself time to collect how you feel if you have to write them down if you have to go on a long car ride whatever it is it's never good to speak out of anger but then to first think about is this friendship worth expressing how I feel right now? Is this person going to receive what Mm -hmm. I say and want to understand instead of trying to argue why they're right and you shouldn't feel the way that you do? Um, Because sometimes I think we might place value in people that don't deserve it. And you have to be mindful of the worth that you have in relationships. And if having this relationship with that person is important, If you decide that the relationship is important and you want to work through it, write down those key things that are bothering you and bring literally bring, like, if you need, a piece of paper with you and talk through them with that person and talk about why you're feeling the way you're feeling, how they might be making you feel that way. But ultimately, I would say it's important to not feel guilty for expressing this because if this friendship means a lot to you and if this person is the type of person that you think they are they will want to listen and understand and try to come to some conclusion that fixes the situation and makes you feel better and hopefully like they feel bad about it and they're like oh my gosh I I either didn't realize I was doing this or I did realize I was doing it and now I know how that makes you feel and I don't want to make you feel that way again but just making sure that you know how you feel know what you want to express and that the relationship is worth it and then you should feel hopefully secure enough to talk about feelings with that person
1: that's so that's so good those are like three really good steps to just talk yourself through those maybe talk them out with a friend write them out as you said and then that can kind of help figure out, okay, how, what's this conversation going to look like? How am I going to be productive to make the friendship better? Um, the next question is something that I think both of us, again, have talked about a lot. How do we make new friends as we get older? And I'm not talking about those people that you just go to lunch with once, go to coffee once, but the friendships that are real and are based on mutual respect and love and admiration and wanting to help that person grow however that might look like for them?
0: Well, I feel like I'm really bad at doing this because I'm a shy person and I'm much more introverted. It could be draining to put that time and effort into somebody that you rather just kind of stick with the people you know and just like that would be it. Um, For me personally, I can tell with somebody pretty soon if like we're going to get along or not like if they're going to be somebody that I just make small talk with or if they're going to be somebody that I can like crack jokes with or talk about things that are meaningful one thing that is important to remember is that it really isn't about quality or (laughs) it's not about quality it's not about quantity (laughs) it's about quality yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it would. It feels really nice to have a lot of friends. It makes you feel like lots of people love you, you're well-liked, people want to hang out with you. But having a couple of really fulfilling friendships or relationships can mean 10 times more than having a bunch of friends that don't really mean anything. But in terms of wanting to make new friends, even if it's really uncomfortable, really paying attention to what they're saying so that you can find a way to like grab conversation points and figure out, okay, what do they like? And maybe I can ask them about this because people love talking about themselves and they love when people ask questions that are close to things that they like. So putting in that effort initially to see what that person likes can make a huge difference in how you connect with them. That's really good advice. (laughs) I was gonna say, have you ever had where like you're talking with somebody and it just feels like the conversation is so difficult like it's so hard to just like it feels uncomfortable to talk to that person it feels slow and sluggish and like nothing you're like talking to a rock nothing much is like being said really like it's all just like small things that don't matter
1: oh yeah a one i've had that happen to me countless times so when it's hard i just tell myself you know what we are not meant to be in each other's lives because this feels like pulling teeth and i don't want to have it. And I don't think you do either. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I've definitely been in those situations or just where the conversation feels stale. It just feels like we just don't have that much to talk about and we're pulling for straws and it's just, it's not good. Yeah. (laughs) One question before the last question. I love this question because I think it's fun. Um, and I'm not in a romantic relationship, so I have to just talk about all my friends. How can you keep friendship alive? You know, the people ask, like, how do you keep romance alive? Okay, let's talk about friendship because it's hard. How do you keep yourself feeling close with somebody that you are friends with?
0: I think a nice candle at dinner, a massage, maybe some chocolate mousse. Bubble bath. <laughs> Which I did actually do for you so <laughs> pretty much uh, yeah um just like a romantic relationship you have to put time into that person and mm-hmm. do things with them that they like doing or invite them to come with you on things that you like doing or just spending time with each other is really important astrid and i have been friends for so long i feel like we could go like I, I wouldn't talk to you for like a month and I'd be like, oh, so how are you doing? Like we could catch up and it'd be fine. But letting that happen like all the time, gradually that is just going to put distance in between a relationship because you're not going to be like up to date on each other's lives and it's going to be difficult for you to find things to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. So also I think something that helps keep a friendship alive is that chemistry that you have with that person. So just, it's easy being yourself around them. It's easy feeling comfortable. And that is a huge thing. But I think really just like a romantic relationship is just letting them know that you care, showing them that you wanna spend time with them. Everybody receives love in different way, but that, just like letting people know that you still care about them even if it's in small ways, can just have huge rippling effects.
1: Yeah. My big thing with friendship, well, my, my thing that I've learned over time is sharing openly, honestly, and often. I have found that when I've had friendships that have ended and I've had my fair share of friendships that have gone south and haven't worked out or people I've just grown apart from, What happened was I stopped sharing for whatever reason. Maybe I felt uncomfortable with them. I felt like they didn't care. And instead of sharing with them, I started closing off. So it was, Mm -hmm. I wasn't open. It wasn't often. And then when I would talk to them, it wasn't honest because I wasn't telling them how I truly felt. I wasn't sharing what was actually important to me. I wasn't honest with them about how I felt about the status of our relationship. Um... And I have learned the best way that I've learned that is through really good friendship like yours. And I've learned what it means and what it looks like and how I feel when I feel really good in a friendship versus in other situations where I'm like, what is this? Are we really friends? Do they really care about me? I Mm -hmm. need to deal with that if that feeling arises. The last question for you is what is your advice on how to be a good friend parting words for the i thought we were just getting coffee listeners today if you can leave them with a little nugget of wisdom what would it be
0: how to be a good friend um allowing your friend to be themselves is the biggest gift you can give somebody in a friendship as somebody who feels like insecure about myself and around meeting new people Having somebody that's new that I'm meeting who instantly shows their personality and can be goofy or silly or whatever makes you feel so much more comfortable. So in a friendship, you want your friend to feel like they are amazing, that they're the best person they can be, that they can, like you can just fill them with warm light and like they'll just feel perfect about themselves. And then just continuing to be committed to the relationship and opening your communication to them and just liking them for who they are as a person and not wanting to change them for anything Mm -hmm. else.
1: Yes. Love that. What a great, perfect way to end this episode. Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming on. I think that we we started off just being so... I mean, we just went down memory lane and I cannot wait to listen back to that because I know I'm going to be laughing when I'm editing this (laughs) episode. But... That is all for today. I'm excited for more episodes because I know we'll be having Jacqueline back on um, again in the future. Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming on today. Anything, I mean, I'm like, should you promote something? I don't know. I feel like that's what people do on podcasts. Uh, where can they find you? How would you like to promote yourself?
0: Um. Well, I'm currently a college graduate looking for a job. So oh. if anybody knows somebody mm-hmm. that needs a mark entry-level marketing position yes <laughs> Let me know I don't have anything to promote right now but thanks for having me on this is so cool it was actually so fun it's just nice like I mean for me and you maybe it's more fun for the people that are listening <laughs> but to like walk down memory lane yeah. and to remember things that we did or things that we said mm-hmm. I mean she and I could literally have seven podcast episodes about all the like weird things that we did throughout our friendship
1: I plan on having seven 70 plus episodes all about that I can't wait to record more to all our listeners thank you so much for tuning into this episode I'm going to be going down my own memory lane on our Instagram we were just getting coffee and showing you guys some really funny photos that I have of Jacqueline I'll make sure I get her oh God. permission but they're really funny <laughs> so make sure to check those out follow us on our instagram and let us know what you thought about the episode by either messaging us on our social media or reaching out to me or if you know jacqueline reach out to her and let her know what you think um this was a fantastic episode may we all have wonderful prosperous open and honest relationships i think that's how we'll end it everybody have a great day (laughs) and have a great uh day whenever you're (laughs) listening to this and we will Catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody.